Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about a big alumni basketball tournament and another win for the lacrosse team. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our first guest today is Syracuse basketball legend Eric Devendorf. Eric, thanks so much for coming on the program. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. Eric, I want to get you started on this one. You're participating in the basketball tournament with other Syracuse alumni in the Northeast Region games that will be played in Philadelphia in mid-July. What's it going to be like suiting up with some of your fellow Syracuse alumni? Oh, man, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, you know, Kevin Belby, uh, former head manager um, at Syracuse, you know, he got in contact with me and, you know, he approached me about, about the tournament, told me we had a team work and, and by Musicata on, on board before before um before I was so um just hearing those two names and and, and knowing that they're uh, you know played a significant part in um in Syracuse basketball is it pretty exciting for me and I you know I know all the guys we keep we keep in contact throughout the years um you know I'd like to see where guys are playing whether it's in the NBA or overseas so I'm pretty excited overall about the, about the event for those of you listening who don't know how this works, fans can get on thetournament.com and vote for their team to become eligible. And if a team is eligible, they compete on a five-on-five, single-elimination, winner-take-all basketball tournament. And this year, the winners will split $1 million. Eric, Syracuse was actually the first team to become eligible this year. How does it feel to have that strong alumni support behind you guys? Oh, I mean, you know, when you talk about Syracuse basketball, I think the fan base, um, it runs pretty deep, you know, throughout the country, um, especially in you know, the Northeast region. You know, I think uh, New York State is, you know, particularly, you know, Syracuse basketball fans. And, um, you know, um, we, we can go to the West Coast and, and find people cheering for us. We can go to the Midwest. You know, throughout the country, it's a lot of Syracuse alums. So, um, you know, as far as the voting standpoint goes, I, I don't think we're really going to have any trouble um, with that. But, um you know, it's just good to see that, you know, Syracuse Syracuse fans are uh, like to keep in contact with old players and old alum, and, and um, I think they're pretty excited as well about, you know, able to, you know, see old guys come back and play together. Now, you just mentioned Bai and Hakeem Work, and um, uh, besides you, the team will also have Josh Pace, Brandon Reese, Rick Jackson, and Dante Green. So you guys will definitely be one of the tallest teams, but if, is there anyone else you're trying to recruit right now to round out the roster? Oh yeah, we're 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 definitely not done yet. Um, actually, we got a commitment from uh, Demetrius Nichols as well, and then uh, we'll probably try to get a couple more guys, maybe two more guys, um, maybe Paul Harris or Andy Rollins um, right now. So, you know, the voting doesn't 
doesn't end till I think the end of May or June first. So you know we got time to figure that out. But um, right now we got a solid seven guys. Um, so um, you know we, we're just looking for maybe two more. And um, you know I think everything else will, will fall in place. Uh, excuse me, I think we have eight with uh, Demetrius. But um, yeah, so everything looking looking good so far. Now, one of the teams that you may be playing is, uh, I know they're talking about maybe a UConn alumni team. And Eric, for me, one of the most lasting memories I have of you, and I think I speak for Syracuse fans, is that shot you hit against that almost won the six-overtime game in the Big East tournament. Uh, that, for me, that's my lasting memory of you. What was your favorite memory from, from your playing days at Syracuse? Oh, I mean, it, without question, it has to be, you know, that's the number one thing that sticks out of my mind is, you know, the six-overtime game versus UConn. I think for myself and, you know, obviously every other uh, Syracuse fan, you know, that might be the most, uh, you know, the greatest memory that, that I have, definitely. Um, you know, just being able to be a part of that. And, um, you know, I watched actually a documentary on MSG about it not too long ago, and, um, you know, they were saying how it was, you know, probably the greatest greatest college game in history. So just, just to be a part of that, um, you know, it's pretty amazing in itself. Now, I think another thing that Syracuse fans remember you for is just the confidence, the swagger, and, uh, you know, the trash talking. I think we all love that, that confidence that you brought to the game. And, yeah. you know, f other fan bases and other teams, you know, they, they really, I think, got into it with you. And, I th you know, I, I love that. Is there a, a particular team or a particular fan base that you really like to stick it to in your time? Uh, well, you know, if you, you know, you're gonna bring up the Georgetowns and the Yukons. I mean, I guess the rivals; those would be the the teams that really want to get on me the most because they know the most about me. You know, we're right. we're playing year in and year out, um, so it's it's an intense. And uh, you know, I'm a competitive guy, so um, that's just how I grew up. You know, it's nothing personal off the court. I'm a, you know, I'm a great guy. But when we get on that court, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's intense, and I'm I'm a competitive guy. So I have a you know I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and a little bit of edge to me. So. Um, you know, and, and for me, you know, I think it kind of brings more to my game when I have that. It, it fires me up, and, and I think it fires my teammates up as well. You know, Eric, for Syracuse fans that haven't kept up with you since your college playing days, uh, just just catch us up on what you've been up to since then. Oh well, um, actually, right now I'm finishing up my degree at at Syracuse, so I'm actually I'll be done at the end of this month. So um, I started. I had a semester to go, and um, so I started in January, and, and I'll be done in you know about three weeks. Um, I was actually. In the beginning of this year, um, or last year in August, I uh, I went overseas in Italy, but I had issue. I had back surgery in June, and then may I may have um, you know went back a little bit too early. So um, you know I came back here, and then you know the opportunity opened up for me to finish my classes, and uh, I was talking with coach about it, and you know with the um, academic advisor, and um, I think it was the best thing for me to do, and also be able to you know rehab my back in the process. So um, I'm almost finished up with that. And, um, you know, my back's feeling good. I've been playing, you know, I've been playing with the guys for, you know, several months now. So um, I'm back in shape and, and ready to go. I think, uh, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that, you know, we're very proud of you for getting the degree and, and really continuing your basketball career. And, Eric, we'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, Syracuse basketball 2015-16 season, big recruiting class coming in, you know, all that. All that ugliness of the sanctions is behind them. They can, they're eligible for the NCAA tournament. Give me your thoughts on this upcoming season, and give me a prediction if you have one. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a biased guy. I'm an orange. <laughs> I'm an orange for life. So, um, obviously, I think they're going to do great. But, um, you know, besides the sanctions, I think, I think that we'll be fine. You know, we got a, a great recruiting class coming in. We got, we got some guys coming back in who, um, you know, can lead the team with, you know, Trev and Mike. 
um, you know, everything's going to fall in place and stuff. You know, the sanctions are one thing, but um, I think when those guys get on the court, you know, it's, it's nothing like that is going to bother them, and, and we're going to be fine. So I, I expect big things, you know, um, hopefully a championship, but I, I think we'll definitely make a, um, a run in the tournament and, um, and compete for a championship. Eric, thanks so much for coming on the program. If you love Syracuse basketball, get on thetournament.com, place your vote for this team, and be sure to check them out in Philadelphia as they compete for $1 million in July. Eric, congratulations on your upcoming graduation. Good luck in the tournament. We'll speak with you soon. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks again. Great stuff from Eric Dievendorf. I'm really proud not only that he's still continuing his basketball career, but also that he's on target to graduate later this year. Our next guest on the program is general manager for the Syracuse alumni basketball team, Kevin Belby. Kevin, thanks for calling in today. Yeah, definitely, guys. Thanks for having me. Kevin, I want to get you started on this one. You're the general manager for this team, and this is actually the first year Syracuse has participated in the tournament. What was the impetus to you setting this whole thing up? Yeah, well, um, uh, last year I had kind of heard about the tournament and some of the details, and it honestly did sound like one of those things that was just too good to be true. I mean, uh, it's just a five-on-five pickup tournament for a million dollars. I mean, <laughs> when do those type of opportunities come around, right? Um, so for a couple of reasons, we weren't able to get a team together last year. But I did follow the tournament as best as I could uh, with some of the media that was covering it. And I did watch, actually, the championship game last year was on ESPNU uh, streaming live. So I watched Team Barstool lose to Team uh, fighting, fighting Alumni of Notre Dame, I believe is their team name. So it was basically a former group of uh, Notre Dame players getting together. And that really kind of inspired me. I said, you know, if they can do it, why can't we get a Syracuse team together? Uh, so as soon as the tournament ended, I had reached out to Hakeem Warwick because he actually played in the tournament last year for a different team. And, uh, you know, he said he would definitely be up for putting a Syracuse team together. So that was definitely a great uh, first recruit to have. Hakeem <laughs> Warwick, you know, former Cuse national champion and uh, former NBA player. So, it was easy to build a team around him uh, once we had him uh, signed up. And then I had bumped into, actually, you mentioned Eric Dievendorf, uh, last summer in Syracuse when he was working on some classes and working out, ran the ID by, by him, and he loved it too. So, again, those were a, a great first two players to kind of start off with uh, with our roster. Now, some of the other players, uh, Dante Green and Josh Pace, you know, these are some really big names in Syracuse history. Was it once you got those first few guys, was it kind of a snowball effect, or was it really difficult to get some of these other big names to, to sign up? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, Hakeem and Eric, like I said, I actually had talked to those guys, like, last August, and we had put a couple, like, feelers out to some of the guys just to let them know, hey, this is what we're doing. We really don't know um, any of the logistical information yet. We know there's definitely going to be a tournament, but we don't know any of the info, so just kind of keep it on your radar. So about a couple months ago, um, I had kind of gotten in touch with the tournament directors, and they finally kind of figured out some more of the numbers. You know, like for instance, this year, the prize money actually doubled. Last year, it was 500000 This year, it's a million. Last year, there were just 32 teams. This year, there were actually there's going to be 97. Wow. Um, 96 teams will enter um, via fan vote, and then Notre Dame gets an automatic bid. And there will actually be four different regions. Um, we'll be in the Northeast. So once we kind of got that information and the dates, such as like we're going to open our re weekend, uh, open the tournament uh, in July 17th to the 19th, July 17th to the 19th, I apologize, weekend in Philadelphia. Once we had those things, we could kind of reach out to guys and see what their schedules were like. So, you know, Syracuse has so many guys playing professionally uh, overseas, 
that uh, it really was a no-brainer. So we reached out to a ton of different guys, and everybody was really enthusiastic. I mean, Syracuse basketball is really like a family. So, yeah, these guys are definitely excited to get together to play for a million dollars, but they're also excited to get together, you know, to see each other again. I mean, some of these guys, like Hakeem and Josh Tate, you know, they played together on the national championship team, but some of these guys have never played together. So um, it'll definitely be interesting, but the thing is, at, you know, once these guys graduate, they all watch Syracuse games. So I think it should be an easy transition to get these guys to gel on the court because everybody knows each other's styles and stuff like that. Well, let's uh, let's talk about not only this team, but some of the teams that they may be playing against. I mentioned this to Eric earlier. UConn may be putting together a team. We know that Notre Dame is going to be there. If, if there had to be a team that you would really want to see this alumni group play against, who would it be? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be awesome to kind of go up against Notre Dame last year, uh, Notre Dame this year, because, you know, seeing them last year was honestly did kind of motivate us to say, you know, why not us? Why, why can't we put a, a team together and do it? So it would be awesome to kind of, uh, you know, try and steal their crown a little bit because they are the defending champs. But I also am really looking forward to seeing this UConn team together um, if they can form and sign up. So I think they're still kind of in the planning stages. I would love to see uh, Syracuse, UConn kind of reinvigorate uh, our rivalry in a new way. Uh, I know we haven't played them since, you know, we left the Big East, so this would kind of be uh, an interesting kind of rematch because all these guys obviously played played against each other um, in their four years at Syracuse or, four, you know, their time in the Big East and stuff. So UConn and Notre Dame, I would say, are definitely the two squads I would, I would love for Syracuse to play. Kevin, we'll get you out of here on this one. You're a former Syracuse team manager, and you were there for four years. Tell me what your favorite memory was during this period of your life. Yeah, I mean, so I was a – Syracuse basketball manager really like the honestly the first day of my freshman year you know I moved in and then uh, went down to the Carrier Dome uh, to help with you know the high school elite camp that they run every August so literally the first day of my freshman year to the end of my senior year Syracuse basketball was my life so I have so many great memories but for me I always you know wanted to go to the Final Four and have a shot at a national championship uh, when I was in high school I was a manager for my high school team Christian Brothers Academy in New Jersey. And one of the assistant coaches, Mike Wheeler, he told me all about his brother and how his brother was the manager at Maryland in 2002 and how his brother, you know, got the national championship ring, even though he was a manager. So I was like, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to come to Syracuse, win a championship, go to the Final Four. So for me, my senior year, going to the Final Four in 2013 in Atlanta was so special. That's what, you know, I had kind of had as my goal since the first day of freshman year. And even though we didn't win it, you know, going to the Final Four was so huge. I mean, the whole city and community university was behind the team and it was so special everybody loved it and it's something i'll never forget and even though i didn't win a national championship get a national championship ring uh all the teams did get a final four ring so i have uh, a final four ring with my name on it and a big block s on there so that's something i'm really proud of and something that you know i'll be able to have forever tell my kids and grandkids about so i gotta say the final four in 2013 and uh you know a couple things go our way we could have won it but i'm still happy with the with the way my career seriously turned out Kevin, awesome stuff. Thanks so much for coming on again. Syracuse fans, get on thetournament.com. Pledge your allegiance to the Syracuse alumni team. Kevin, best of luck to you guys this summer. We'll speak with you soon. Thanks a lot. Great to be joined by both Kevin and Eric on the program today, and I'm really hoping these guys can take home the big prize this summer. I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Thanks. Always happy to be joined with you on the podcast. 
Brad, Syracuse rebounding from its first loss of the uh, lacrosse season with an impressive win over Albany, but let's get started with the Notre Dame loss two weeks ago. Did that loss concern you in any way? Not really. If you want to break it down technically, maybe there were some instances where Syracuse had missed opportunities and could have uh, been ahead perhaps late in that ball game and did have a chance to win in overtime. But Notre Dame's a great team. They're, they're very uh, close with Syracuse and among the top three, four in the country. The Irish want to win a national championship. That's the only thing that's eluded that lacrosse program. And they know they're going to have to beat a school like Syracuse or go through a school like Syracuse to get there. So, no, not really, Wes. Uh, just want to make sure the team improved. And, of course, is, uh, they, they showed that in the follow-up game. But uh, not, not really in the Notre Dame loss. No, no real big concern. So let's, let's go to that follow-up game because Syracuse really, I felt, got back to form in that win over Albany. And it really started with Ben Williams at the X. He was completely dominant. Syracuse outshot Albany as a result. And that's not a pushover Albany team, Brad. You know, that was only their second loss of the season. And they are an offensive powerhouse. So I think to get that win, rebounding off the Notre Dame loss was good for this team. The Great Danes score 18 goals a game, and Syracuse held them to 12. So that shows you the defensive effort uh, against Albany in that ball game. And at home this year, quite frankly, West Syracuse should be defeating its opponents with that much talent on the field, having the great face-off man like Williams. And, you know, I looked on uh, Inside Lacrosse's FOGO face-off get-off rankings by Patrick McHugh, and they're really great. And Ben Williams is actually seventh in the nation in the very calculated a format that they use to uh, match the uh, top face-off specialists in the game. He's second in winning percentage, but seventh when you throw in all the different categories that Patrick McEwen uses. So that shows you his dominance uh, against opponents this season. And I, I think he, he's certainly the key because lacrosse is all about possession, getting it to all those great offensive weapons that the Orange have. And I think also the quote after the Albany game was telling, Wes, from Lyle Thompson, the coach to Wharton player of the year last year, he said Syracuse is the best team in the country, and he's been amazed that they've been doing it out with what he considers their top offensive player, Randy Stotts, who's now missed about four games. Now, Brad, Syracuse will go on the road against North Carolina on Saturday. It's only their second road game of the season, and it's their first time actually in Chapel Hill since 1993. Do you see the Orange coming out with another win? I do if Williams does his thing at the uh, face-off X. And Stephen Kelly, North Carolina's top face-off man, is 33rd in those same FOGO rankings. So uh, by those numbers, you'd think Williams is going to win the uh, majority of the face-offs to give Syracuse possession. And if that indeed does happen, I see Syracuse seeking out a very close one-to-two goal game. That'll be a lot of fun to watch ESPNU tomorrow. Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts are, you know, I'd like to see ACC basketball do the same thing with the tournament that ACC lacrosse does and that the Big Ten's going to do in a couple of years when it stages its basketball tournament at Madison Square Garden. I say ACC hoops have the tournament a week before the NCAA. I think with the way college basketball is being played now, play that ACC tournament, schedule a game before the NCAA tournament to stay fresh, then take your chances. And I know I'm saying that after an ACC school just won the NCAA title. <laughs> but I think having so many 
pressure-packed games that late in the season is something that the conference should take a look at. I absolutely think they should take a look at that, Brad. Uh, my closing thoughts are on the women's lacrosse team. The number seven orange dropped a 12-11 to 11 decision to Notre Dame earlier this week. It, Brad, it's actually the third game in a row they've lost to a ranked opponent by one goal, but the orange is 9-5 and five overall, and I'm really hoping they can make a push as the postseason gets closer. Gasp, it could be a down year for Terry Gates' squad. Like you, I hope they can rebound here in April and May and uh, make a run towards postseason play. That's it for us. For Brad Bierman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that skim milk is the only thing I hate more than lying because skim milk is water that's lying about being milk. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV podcast network. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.